0: to the warner brothers podcast this is keenan joined by my brother kyle kyle how you doing
1: what up what up i'm doing good. how you doing
0: i'm good um i know it's a little late for everybody but happy belated for thanksgiving hope everyone had good turkey enjoyed football enjoyed hanging out with your family enjoyed everything okay what's your favorite thanksgiving dish um I, I can't go wrong with turkey personally i just i can't help it turkey's a thing for me
1: I'm, so, a, I'm a dark meat. One.
0: I'm a dark meat guy over let white meat, and if it needs a pause for that, then pause. But I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> if it needs a pause, then I'm gonna pause it. But I prefer the dark dark meat over white meat.
1: I agree with you there on the turkey part. I won't repeat exactly. Uh, yeah, I, 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 under, means, I, but, I understand. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say dark turkey and the stuffing. And I like the cranberry sauce mixed with that. I mean, there's a lot of uh, favorite foods I have when it comes to Thanksgiving, yep. you know. Yep. We got a mom's legendary mac and cheese, too. So that yeah, would the be mac and cheese, up. ham,
0: solid. Um, I know, I see, I don't, uh, see, if ham grew on me, it all depends. It has to be like honey like ham. And it has to be ham, thin. Yeah. I don't know, so thin slices. A ham I eat it, but other than
1: that, I don't, I don't fuck with ham at all. Yeah, I can't, can't see it,
0: it's it's grown on me over the years. It has nothing crazy, though.
1: You know what I've seen via social media? Like, when people, like, or even, like, I guess I've seen on TV, too, occasionally, whenever people are like, oh, what's your, what's your favorite Thanksgiving meal? And some people be like, oh, I think we can all agree the worst Thanksgiving food is turkey. Like, there's people out there who actually believe that.
0: Well, Dan- some- Danny doesn't like turkey for some reason. I don't understand it. Like, I don't know how you don't like turkey. It makes no sense to me.
1: I was gonna say, you know, some people might call people who think that's the worst Thanksgiving food, you know, losers. I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're losers, but some people might say, uh, those people need a fucking life. Cool. I wouldn't say that, but some people might say that.
0: <laughs> I'm not a, and I'm associated with said people. I just <laughs> They may or may not be garbage. I have no idea. Like, whoever thinks that... I'm, I'm going to say okay. it. You guys are garbage. I don't care. Like <laughs> I think it's garbage. I think the turkey's not at least a good food. Like, how is it the worst? <laughs> I don't... Maybe. Unless you're vegetarian.
1: Maybe. You're an apple pie guy or a pumpkin pie guy?
0: I'm a pumpkin pie guy. I'd,
1: I'd say cheesecake is my go-to a, Thanksgiving. I
0: Also, don't hate cheesecake, cheesecake on Thanksgiving, but I am a pumpkin pie guy. I have been all my life.
1: I bad. pumpkin. I don't really like anything pumpkin. But I guess if I had to eat something pumpkin, it would be pumpkin
0: pie. Yeah. I don't mind the but, smell uh, of pumpkin, but I'm not really a huge on pumpkin other than pumpkin pie, really. But, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with anything like pumpkin spice or anything like that. I think it's. I don't really get the craze over it, mm-hmm. but.
0: No, it's a know. white girl thing.
1: It seems to be. It seems to be.
0: Um. So how do you feel about the uh, LeBron James sucker punch? <laughs>
1: I don't, think, I don't think I don't think I was a
0: sucker
1: punch mean, personally, but <laughs> I mean it kind of was. He definitely knew what he was doing. He definitely knew what he was doing. He threw his elbow. At the elbow was definitely on purpose. Isaiah Stewart probably overreacted. Like I was, I was so confused because like I, I fell asleep. I got back home from DC last weekend, like during the four o'clock games, right? Yeah. I fall asleep in between the second half of those games. Going into the uh the Sunday night game, right? yep, so I wake up around like eight o'clock, <laughs> and I got a message in my phone from D Roy. he's like, bro, Isaiah Stewart, like you see it, and I'm thinking like maybe he had like a big game because you know it's a random player, Isaiah Stewart, yeah you course. know second year player, I believe. and so like I go to Twitter, I see Isaiah Stewart training and I see something about LeBron like being ejected. LeBron's on my fantasy team, so I'm like, shit, like, you know, it's kind of weird, like, what went on here, you know? And I'm thinking maybe, like, I thought, like, what I saw trending was that he was bleeding. Like, this is before I seen the highlights. I see that Isaiah Stewart had to leave the game because he was bleeding. I see LeBron got ejected. So I see that those two go together. So I'm thinking, like, oh, it must have been, like, a really bad cut, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's got to be why it's trending. And then I see what actually happened, which is, yeah, it was a bad cut, but then Isaiah Stewart went it apeshit um yeah that was one that was one of the craziest things i've seen you know was funny about that because you know you see a million fucking like of the hold me back kind of tussles in the nba you know what i mean like you see it and you see like when people are serious even like when they get really pissed you'll see how players react you know what i mean yeah like they'll go to break it up they'll even rush over but like you know there's a sense of calm even when like stuff even might look serious for like a half second, second or two. If you watch Isaiah Stewart, LeBron one, LeBron knocks him over. He puts his hand down to, uh, you know, say my bad. Like I think, like I said, I think he meant to throw the elbow. I don't think he meant to hurt Isaiah Stewart. I don't think he meant to cut him. None of that. But I, I don't do think he
0: meant to even hit him in the face. I thought I the elbow was intentional. I it was meant to be in like his side, like a get off of me is what I perceived it as personally. I didn't think it was into for his face, but go on.
1: So, the way the players on the court reacted when I stu- Isaiah Stewart got up, when LeBron's got his hand out, and then Isaiah Stewart gets up and gets like face to face with LeBron, like everyone instantly took that shit serious. That shit stood out to me. That's what kind of made me laugh. Like everyone was kind of like, "Oh shit!" from the jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, yeah, if you've seen the video, you see like Isaiah Stewart has to be held back, charges LeBron two or three more times. You know, the the highlight of it would have been with the I think it was like the third time when he acted like he was gonna be escorted off and then went basically the length of the court to try to you know, trucking over fucking what assistant coaches, his own players, some refs even trying to get to LeBron James. Best meme I saw about that was someone said that was Marshawn Lynch versus the Saints in twenty (laughs) ten. But uh that i don't know that was entertaining that was you know the nba was once again entertaining we got a lot of we got a lot of content from that uh i think they play the day after i think the pistons and lakers play the day after the heat and uh nuggets play like when jokic yeah. and all that go back to miami so we get those back to back someone said they set that up like a ufc fight card <laughs> which is funny uh I can't wait. Like, I I love the drama of the NBA. I think we mentioned it earlier, like, the level of physicality, they're all of a sudden letting play. It was funny because I remember you said last year during the playoffs, you're like, yo, I wish there was a way the NBA could allow the physicality of, like, the 2000s and on and, like, keep keep some of the rules in place, like, keep as, you know, safe, you know, don't let Mm it. And I was thinking to myself, like, that'll never happen. Why would they revert? And they kind of, you know, they're sitting on their whistles a lot. Like, that was one of my main complaints all last year. And probably the year before was officiating, and I haven't even really brought it up this year. Like they are letting people guard you, like get up in you, bump you on cuts a little bit. They still kind of let freedom of play go a little bit as far as bumping on cuts, but as far as on ball and going to the rim and you know, obviously shooting, trying to like draw foul. Yeah, they're letting them play, which is crazy, and it's yeah, it's leading to a little more chippiness. It's it's starting to feel like basketball again. There was an element to it. Or not to sound like like an old head, but it's true. If there was some part of it that did not resemble basketball,
0: no, it was did it you, was. the, the whole you, like the All Star game Kentucky a couple Valley. years ago, like three years ago before they added like what they added. Like that felt like basketball again. Like the league just felt so soft, and it was annoying. Yeah. Really soft, was. and
1: like you literally couldn't touch people. Like yeah, there's a level of athleticism in the league now that maybe wasn't there 20 years ago, right? Like slightly different right but you know not being able to bump a cutter or anything like that like not touch anybody on offense at all like that just limits the defense so much and now they're actually letting them bang a little bit let them bump a little bit uh you know and that's before the playoffs that's early on in the season it's going to be you're going to see more chippiness, that's for sure. Like, yeah. I think just are setting the tone for the rest of the season. It's going to be a good season. I, From the jump, you could feel this is going to be a great season. It's already been really entertaining. Already been really entertaining. And like I said, we're going to get LeBron versus Isaiah Stewart, too. I never heard – did you hear any post-game interview about it from Isaiah Stewart? I never saw anything about no, it. it no, I, I didn't
0: hear a thing about it from him.
1: The other crazy part about that, I didn't even get to the last part, was when – uh. It basically took like their whole staff and team to like get him out of the arena. Like that's that's how you know like the NBA players really aren't trying to fight in their and their usual scrums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it literally took players on his team, staff to push him back to the locker room. And once he saw that, oh, I don't have room to get through these guys here. That motherfucker tried to run like through the back to the Lakers locker room. (laughs) Like that guy was not playing. He was, was, he was not of, letting go. That, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm sure you saw people say that a million times. Like, oh, I've watched a million games, never seen that, never seen that. No. Like, you, you gotta love the NBA. They there's an NBA meme that always goes around that says like, it's been zero days without drama in the NBA season, and it's really true. Like, the NBA can't stop themselves, and I love it. I love it, and uh, can't wait to get part two of these fight night cards yeah. with uh, LeBron and Isaiah and uh, the, the Yolkits brothers and the Morris brothers. So
0: the one thing that I need is I need the taunting penalties, uh, penalties, the ta and penalties too, but I need the taunting f- technicals to stop. Like I want, if Anthony Edwards tonight, they're playing the Hornets. If Anthony Edwards punches all over uh, Miles Bridges. I want him to look him. I want him to look into his soul and say, "Yeah, that's what just happened to you." I hate the technicals off of that. It's so annoying.
1: I hate it. I agree. With you. I agree with you. But the way you started, you know, when he went to say penalties, I think it's more of an issue in the NFL than it is the NBA. No,
0: I completely I, agree with that too. I, I completely agree with that too. I don't know what the hell Adam Silver. Which, by the way, Adam
1: Silver soft. Adam Silver only suspended LeBron for one game. Had we recorded before the suspension came out, Keenan, I would have said, I think LeBron should have been suspended two or three games, and Isaiah Stewart maybe somewhere from three to five, right, because of the CD cost. Yeah. Uh, they gave LeBron one game. They gave Isaiah Stewart, I believe, two, right, maybe three. I think they only gave. I think they,
0: they be, gave think they even both one. Want... I don't. I, think I know I Isaiah do...
1: Stewart. I know Isaiah Stewart had more than LeBron. Not much I know.
0: I'm not actually hundred percent sure. I think probably I think probably two.
1: I think it was two. And uh he has just been notoriously soft with the suspensions. Jokic only got one game for blindsiding uh Marcus Morris. If it was David Stern, you know, David Stern's rolling over in his grave with these suspensions with with Adam Silver. I don't think David Stern loved anything more than punishing his players to some degree. I don't know. That dude Love being like a fucking mob boss for some reason. Mm. I need a I need a David Stern documentary because that dude was, I don't know. Do your research on David Stern. That dude is scary to some degree.
0: Uh, it was a two-game suspension for Isaiah Stewart.
1: Two game, yeah. So, yeah, light suspensions. We're gonna get so. I mean, I don't know. We're gonna continue to get more more of these scrums, more of these scraps. But I want to relate something to. I had a similar situation one time in intramurals, actually, with an elbow. Right. And, uh, like I kind of elbows can be reactionary. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you can throw an elbow and not, not mean what you're intending. you mean? Or what the end result is. Might not have meant that even if you did swing your elbow violently. And it seems, that seems hypocritical to say, cause you're like, well, if you're in control of your body, you know, you shouldn't be able to, but let me tell you, it is like, I remember we had the situation at intramurals my freshman year, right? We were blowing out this team, and uh, for whatever reason, this team like was like ready to fight us. For some reason, like it just out of nowhere turned like chippy. I guess they were just upset with losing. I don't know. It was only like a twenty point game, and it was like the second half, right? Yeah. So other team is at the f- is at the foul line. Okay. They uh they shoot a
0: foul. T- have I ever told you the story? By the way, I think you have, but I haven't heard it in a while. So I love refreshers.
1: All right. So opposing team shooting foul shots. These uh, are big man's in the box. You know how you line up in the foul shots. And uh, this particular guy on the other team, particular kid on the other team, like gets in his face in between the first and second shots. Like, I don't know, starts yapping to him. Like, and there's no reason for it. This game was not chippy up until this exact moment right here. Like everything was going normal. Right. And uh, nothing dirty happened before that. Like I don't know what the fuck was happening. So he just gets in his face, starts talking shit. And our big guy like kind of pats him on the back and he's like, "Hey man, this is basketball. Like let's just play." Yeah. They inbound. So they make right. They make the next shot. They inbound to me, and uh, they got like a press going on. And I'm heading up like the sideline towards the ref. I'm still in the backcourt, and the guy kind of like hits my arm, swiping for the ball, like aggressively. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it goes out of bounds. Ball goes out of bounds. I call out of bounds, and this was what what was weird about that was some onlookers on the side, you know, people from the crowd were like, "Hey, man, that's a foul." And like usually they don't really care that much, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's intermural, so like it's I mean, not like it's a big like, deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, "Hey, whoa, ref, you gonna call that?" Ref apologizes to me, right? And this is the same dude that was a uh, player that did it was the same dude yapping during the foul shot, right? Yeah. So uh, ref apologizes to me. He's like, "Hey, man, I'll get it next time." Like. Like, no worries. Like, I didn't think much of it. Like, this guy's getting aggressive, but, you know, whatever is what I'm thinking. So, very next play, we get it at half court. I get the ball inbounded to me, right? Dribbling up the court, and then I get trapped, right? Would you getting trapped pretty hectic in basketball? Would you say it can be?
0: Yeah. Um, like, if it's trapped, for if it's me, traps doing
1: what it's supposed to do. You, you know, you can't really, sometimes you might not be able to see, right?
0: You stop your dribble? Yeah, you obviously, you're trapped. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it can be because you're trying to obviously, you don't want to be trapped. You don't want right. to not, you want, so you're pivoting, you're kind of swinging elbows a little bit because you're trying to get a little bit of space. And yeah, no, right. completely.
1: Should get a little hectic for a sec, right? So I got the ball, got the ball between half court and the three point line right now. And uh, these two who are trapping me are just like swinging at the ball, right? Both hands just like flailing at the ball, like not even trying to get it. Like, I, again, I still don't know to this day what the fuck this team was so pissed about. Like, they're they're going out for blood at this point. And me, by reaction, because I'm, I'm doing exactly what you said, I'm pivoting. I'm trying to find a lane to throw a pass, but I can't because I got four arms just flinging at me. And, uh, you know, the ball's near between your chest and your face. So, you know, those hands are going near my face. So, by reaction... I throw a little chicken wing out, right? Of course. Not not like LeBron. I didn't throw I didn't rear back and like throw an elbow with a follow through because LeBron caught him with his fish, remember? So he falls all the way through. Yeah. I threw a little chicken wing at this dude's like must have been face area, right? Message sent is get the fuck up off me, right? Like yeah. that's all it is. I didn't I didn't swing my shit at him. Like I did not swing my elbow at him. I you know, if I wanted to hit him, I would have hit him, kinda of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. This dude I'm not gonna call it an overreaction because, like I said, it was a little chicken wing. I w- I probably would have reacted some sort of way, right? I probably would have shoved them. I probably who knows what I would have done. This
0: dude, your track record would say you probably would have been at least a little upset. I make it right? sound like you're on our test, but <laughs> most of my any sort
1: of altercation I've had mostly comes on the basketball court. It seems to anyway throughout yeah. my lifetime, or you know, back in my back in my playing days. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> so. Yeah. So I I throw the elbow. This dude, like I said, he grabs my fucking shirt and is like, what the fuck? Like, you know, he's just talking shit. And he's like, this dude's a little bigger than me. So he's like kind of pushing me down. Then my teammate who was involved in the original altercation at the foul line, he runs up, grabs that dude by his shirt. Then it's like both of our full teams in here trying to break it up. Right. Yeah. So then you got like benches clearing. They separate us. Then me and homeboy are just talking shit to each other. We don't even know what the fuck we're saying to each other. We're just cutting each other out, <laughs> talking shit. Uh, you don't
0: you know, even know yeah, what you're doing here, d- man. It's just random. We're in the words. middle of a blowout
1: here. Just straight, for real, like we game pause. It seemed like ten minutes. It was probably like five minutes at the game pause. Like really tried to like, you know, deescalate things. And so they just sent us back to our sidelines. They ejected us from the game. They probably should have got us out of there, but they just ejected us. And we sat on the bench. The game continued to get a little more chippy. There was some more shit talk, but for the most part, it died down. We ended up winning. Because, again, this is like, I don't know, it's probably like eight minutes, ten minutes left in the second half when this happens. But, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a situation from an elbow that escalated very quickly, similar to uh, Lakers Pistons. And that's one of the situations it reminded me of when I saw it. I was like, oh, I've kind of been in a similar situation. D-Roy was there for that. I'll actually I'm supposed to get dinner with him and Nate and uh Andrew possibly. It looks like he's bad in my headache, but I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna have to ask D Roy his point of view on that. 'Cause that was a that was a classic intramural moment when we was in college. So
0: See, I haven't had any moments really like that. I don't know. I always seem to either be the one breaking up whatever happens because I'm normally level headed or I never really get into situations to where hands are thrown towards me. I've never actually been in that. Normally what will happen is someone will get bothered because I'm more of a physical guard, so they'll say something, and I really won't say anything and just continue to do it. That's really about that. Or someone will say something to me, so then I'll attack them playing basketball, and I'll gain their respect. Really, there's nothing, though, that I've gotten to an altercation Uh, Oh, actually, wait, there was that one time that kid laid on top of me after diving for a loose ball that I got upset about in AAU with you, but there wasn't really much to that after. It was the first time I think I've gotten really upset. Yeah, like, like I had the ball. Like, he kind of tried to poke it away. I had it. The ball got a little loose. I had it, and then the kid just kind of dove on me and just stayed on top of me as if there wasn't a foul already called. The foul was called, and the kid's just there. So I ended up using my shoulder, pushing him. I looked, I was like, get off of me. Like, I was upset. And it was like you one of the first... What?
1: You st- gave him a stern talk. I, gave him a, I
0: was going to say, I gave him the teacher. Man, man, what are you doing? Like, But, like, I gave him a look. And I don't think I've ever given anybody that look playing basketball in my life. Because that's just not my game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's just not me. I don't know. I don't know if this was...
1: A- This kid was overweight, but I can say if I was fat and I played basketball like growing up, that's definitely a move I probably would have done. I could picture myself. Diving for a loose ball and just laying on whoever was under me. So
0: as I say, you I utilize the you utilize the you utilize the refs for you because you were obviously smaller. So you used to fall on every take to the basket and get calls. Didn't matter. <laughs> you got to the line yeah, often. Saying,
1: to, if I was a fat kid growing up, I would definitely try to lay on the opposing team's best player and try to like suffocate him or something. <laughs> like whatever we needed for our advantage is what I would doing. <laughs> You so I can't blame tripped. I can't blame that guy. If he was overweight, I can't blame him for doing that. If that was his move. But I'm sure I was probably complaining to the ref about it at the time.
0: I don't think I don't remember if the I think the kid the kid was a little bit bigger than me, but I don't think he was overweight. But whatever no, that was the one time I remember getting vividly annoyed. But honestly, other than that, I don't really get all that annoyed unless it's at myself.
1: Not to the point of suffocation. It's funny because in pickup, anytime you go to the rim, I try to shove you out of the air. Like I try to do dirty shit to you <laughs> whenever you, whenever it's like a close game. Whenever it's like a close game and like we need to foul and you're going to the rim and I don't feel like jumping, I'm you know because like you said, you're not the most fun person to stay in front of when you're coming down the lane. So I just try to. Fu- There's times I literally try to shove you the fuck out of the air, and I'm like, I don't care if he's hurt or not, which. is... <laughs> I Probably, shouldn't. I, Probably shouldn't It's fine have that mentality And pick up I guess it's, Going against It's guys, whatever you know, I, you know, maybe, I don't think it's dirty sometimes, But <laughs> Especially when you don't call fouls That's the most annoying shit You don't call fouls So me A lot of times me and d Or whoever's on my squad We're like alright We're just gonna hit the shit Out of Keenan And see how we bounce back <laughs> Or if he actually calls it
0: You know like I will call a foul maybe once every, like, nine games. Like, I really don't call fouls unless they're blatant enough sometimes so where the other team will call a foul, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to. But other than that, like, if it's a decent contact going to the rim, I just don't call it because, in my mind, regardless, if I have a right hand or a left hand, I should finish said layup. So I get upset with myself. So I'm just like, no, I don't want it. I should make it regardless. But, um... The Patriots' chances to uh, get the division are feeling good.
1: <laughs> We're still in the division lead, right? After the win last night? Uh, yeah. In and especially,
0: Bowl and there is no reason why we should lose this game on Sunday. Absolutely they're not gonna,
1: none. They're not going to lose. The Patriots aren't losing Sunday. We'll be in the Titans.
0: I don't know if you saw, um, but A.J. Brown's out. So they're missing A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Julio. and Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, and There's, they cut Adrian Peterson, whatever. Oh, we're tied right now. We're tied with the Bills. So I think the Bills, for right now.
0: Oh, yeah, because they, they, own, they own the tiebreaker technically because they've beaten Miami twice and we lost to Miami. So I think they've yeah, won all cool. their division games. And then, so basically, that division game against Miami will matter in a tie.
1: Yeah, so we'll beat them. We'll beat the Titans Sunday. We're going to be. The division leader heading into the buffalo game next sunday
0: yep
1: uh i mean if you've been listening the last few weeks i think you know exactly how confident i am in the patriots and the patriots defense uh i don't see them losing this game where's that where's that buffalo game by chance Is that one i think that's monday night at buffalo i could be wrong
0: yes monday night at uh, buffalo that you was know, I the, think one I the one that had them losing, and then they were going to win the next one. But Buffalo has been not good against teams that are good. They beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs at that time weren't even good. But other than that, they got blown out by the Titans. They got blown out by Still the Colts. Win, though, what?
1: Still a big win, though, at that time. I remember oh, for, everybody moving oh, oh, forward for sure. to that game. Chiefs found their footing, though, a little bit here, it looks like. Oh, at least for sure, a big basketball. win
0: for sure a big win. I'm not I don't want to take away from the magnitude of the win. I'm just saying the Chiefs were not that great at that time, but still right. they did beat the Chiefs regardless. But they got blown out by Tennessee. They lost to the Steelers and they got blown out by the Colts. Like those are their three teams, and like the Saints, I guess have a, had a winning record, but obviously they lost Jameis and they went downhill. But like they've beat up on bad teams, but the good teams that they've played this year, they have not been great. So we'll see who the Bills really are soon. I mean, they play the Patriots and the Bucks. Obviously, they play a decent Panthers team, then the Patriots again. So we'll definitely know how good they really are coming up, too, along with the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely... I, look, I think they responded well last night with that win yeah. against the Saints. Definitely. Um, they're, definitely, they're definitely an upper echelon team. It's just oh, a matter sure. of... It's a matter of, uh, you know, next Sunday, like I said, we're going to win Sunday barring, I don't know, something crazy, like a Mac Jones injury or something. Like, the way the Patriots are clicking on offense and defense right now, and special teams, really, like, everything is clicking. Uh, I don't want to get... I want to get too ahead of myself... I'm just gonna put that right there. We're clicking on all cylinders at the right time of the season. We're trending towards December. Mm-hmm. Patriots playing the best football, right? Max looking good. Defense is looking outstanding. That's and that's an understatement. Like this defense can just flat out score on you. This defense is playmaking. It's as fun of a team as I've rooted for for the Patriots in you know I don't know how long. Right,
0: as fun of a team um, probably, fun of a team probably since that Eagles team. The, the Eagles, Eagles sorry, not the Eagles team the team that we brought and lost against the Eagles that time that that was a fun team because then the next year after that was just grinded out and that was we talked about actually that earlier when we beat the chiefs and then we beat the Rams ten to three then the next year we lost to the Titans Went point eleven and five and yeah so probably since for me since that Eagles Super Bowl which is also devastating
1: yeah that that was a devastating loss for sure uh, that team
0: that team was fun. That that run was fun because that was the Jacksonville Jaguars that was beating up beating up on the Titans. That that was a run. That was a fun. That was a fun one.
1: Yeah, for me, just the the athleticism of this defense, just the dominance of this defense, really, and then the the simplicity of our offense of us being we're pretty grit and grind on offense too. You know, what I mean, like we're yeah. running the ball now that McDaniel's is you know not being predictable as hell. He's you know, the plays where we are using Mac It's either like a trick play or an actual good rhythm throw for him with uh, you know, whoever the receivers are. Like it doesn't look like Tom Brady offense anymore. Like it, it it's giving me elements of the 49ers with the amount of the motion they use, the short passes, the slants, the screens, like I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing on offense. This is gonna be the ugly game against Tennessee. Like if it gets up ten, if they get up ten at all. Bell just gonna start sending pressure, which he doesn't even need to do because we get pressure on the line. Like, and you know he can basically pick and choose the game after that from there. And we're so physical on defense, mixed with the athleticism, we find we're gonna get a turnover or two or three or four on Sunday. That's how it's gonna go. JC Jackson, that don't throw JC's way. Like I'm, I don't want to sound like, you know, like oh cool, like it's the Titans. They're banged up, like you said. Like, yeah, it's not. They don't have much for us. Like, I'm just telling you what it's going to be. If they get up ten, if you know, Baller and Mac Jones throwing the ball all over the place, that's what it's going to be. They're going to fucking dominate Sunday. i
0: oh, so the we're go like are going against the run, but, but but we're one of
1: the best rushing attacks.
0: And you know they look, they
1: they view Dame Harris and Ramondre Stevenson as one A one B. They don't even play those two. They've been alternating drives with those two. Yeah. That's the confidence they and they have a lot of the same running style. Like they can break one on you. They can run over you. They got speed. You like got
0: pretty good hands out of the backfield, especially Ramondre. Yeah.
1: What a fun team this is! Like I I absolutely love this team. Like I'm, I hope they don't break my heart late in the season. But I'm in love with this team. Like I said, this is the most fun I've had rooting for the Patriots in quite a while. Like not that, not that the Brady era, especially the second part of the Brady Belichick era. Of course, that was fun. Like every, the second half of the Belichick Brady era, like every week felt like a playoff game. I don't even know how to explain it. And a lot of the time, it felt like the game was over going into halftime. Yeah, it's also fun. Like stylistically, this team is you know, like I said, the funnest in quite a while, probably since the undefeated season for me, honestly, our style.
0: Um, I was just saying, the undefeated season was fun. I loved the Seahawks season was fun The when we played the Seahawks. I'm referring to these as Super Bowl yeah, seasons because every season season's damn near a Super Bowl season for the Patriots during that time. But um, anyways, what I was going to say is this team, it's nice to find – because like with the Patriots of old, obviously with Brady – The target was always on our back because we were obviously the team to beat. We lived in the AFC Championship game, and we had reserve seats in the Super Bowl pretty much every other year. Um, Evil Empire. What?
1: Evil Empire.
0: Yeah, we we were just an empire. So, like, it was fun. It was fun, but every game just felt like it was just clockwork. Like, you knew what was going to happen. Like, you were like, okay... I have to worry once we get to the AFC Championship game. I got to worry for two games. Like, whatever this... Because going into games, I was like, yeah, if we lose a couple, whatever. I'm not really concerned about it. Now it's like you're on the edge of your seat because obviously this team doesn't have that kind of dominance. This defense is dominant. But, like, the team, Aura, doesn't have that kind of dominance. But it's like we're... Hu- it almost feels like you're hungrier. We're coming for you. And we we're the underdogs almost. And that's nice to root... It's like the underdogs who can get to the top, and that's why this team's fun, at least in my opinion. Like kind of why.
1: Yeah, and, and throw that with like I said a scary ass defense because yeah. this defense, man, I don't know, reminds me of, reminds me of some uh, I don't know early two thousands defenses. The way they just get after you, I love it. I love. I like. It's my favorite part of each Sunday is watching them just, you know, go for the kill basically. Mm-hmm. So. But not nah, like I said, we should be, should have the division lead going into that Bills game. And uh, that'll be a Monday night game. It's going to be a good game. I think that one specifically will be a good game. I think regardless, the way it's trending, I think we win the second game at home regardless, right? I think that f- the first Monday night game against the Bills, I think it's going to be a coin flip. I think they're going to play great. But if it's, you know, a case where we get up 10 and we can kind of dictate what josh allen does i think he's gonna have a tough time you know what i mean i think they'll have some bounce back in that game i want to do a two week ad preview but you know
0: depends on what josh allen we yeah. get josh allen has yeah. been up and down as of the last like six weeks like he has been right. a yeah. turnover machine so you don't want to yeah. turn the ball over like you need to limit yourself to zero if not one turnover at max if you're going, like,
1: thing. We, if they can get him to like you know do what he wants to, which is throw the ball deep, we can kind of bait him into those when we're you know up ten to take some chances. That's exactly what we want. We want him to throw deep on us, you know. We got we got McCordy back there. We got uh, Kyle Duggar back there, who's coming along big on the second half of the season. Yeah, he's been playing know.
0: better in coverage because like the thing about him early on in his career. I mean, it's been a very short NFL career, but he was a really he almost felt like a, another linebacker. He was great coming yeah. down. It was like kind of Cam Chancellor esque, like the way he was very physical, came down into the box well, and he would. It was kind of like you had like another linebacker, and he's starting to become even better in coverage, which is making him go from a very one dimensional safety to like an all around really good safety.
1: Yeah, and I thought Belichick got him. I mean, I remember when the draft,ed him, people were like basically like, damn, this is one of Belichick's dream players" because he's such a freak athlete. I guess mm-hmm. he was like one of the best athletes in the draft. Uh, it's why it's kind of weird. He didn't play a lot last year. I mean, he kind of, you know, sped up getting baby steps in there threw him some snaps here and there. Not as much as I thought though, but yeah, no, he's been getting a lot more run this year and is making the impact. You know what I mean? He can, he can kind of do whatever he can play. Like you said, he can play in the box because, you know, he can be a hard hitting safety, but he can, he can serve him playing coverage. And, you know, if he gets his hands on the ball, he's going the other way too, you know? So yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I uh, Patriots feel good about them. I feel good about them in the loop of the AFC. No one's really taken the AFC by storm. So the Chiefs are about back in it. Obviously, you have the Ravens, the Bills, the Patriots. So right in the thick of things and a little bit ahead of schedule for what I was assuming. I was assuming this would be the next year feel, but it's this year feel and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely do love it.
1: Hey, you give Belichick. You give Belichick a quarterback. Who's you know Not making mistakes he's gonna give you a chance On defense and again I wanna Keep talking about this defense I've already brought him up six times in the last Five minutes it feels like but You know with the amount of athletes and Just good players like, Incredibly talented defense At every level like even The guys who are not in the main starting group, The guys he can just kind of throw in there You know Yeah. That on top of someone managing the game Well who's going to give you points sometime and a dominant running game, like the third running game's starting to peak now, it's going to be hard to beat. It's going to be hard for anybody to beat. You're going to have to be playing your A-game against the Patriots December, January, you know? It's great yeah. that we have a late bye this year. We had a really late bye. We usually get one mid-year. I think ours was after the Bills game, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then we got Colts after that, Bills. Yeah, we, sh- we should... I'm be not justified. worried. I can't wait for that Bills Monday night game. Sunday will be a good game. Just sit back, eat, watch the game, uh, watch a watch drubbing as some people might call it, and uh, yeah, go from there. I feel like only the NFC East and NFC South like really maintain like the bad bloods of their rivalries. You yeah. know what I mean? Throughout the years, like no matter who the players are, it seems like the fan bases kind of carry it. Like I know with us, the Jets are supposed to be our main rival. And it's like they're the Jets. They're a fucking minor league team. Like what the like they're not. They haven't been a threat to us since fucking Mark Sanchez. We're talking about the Buff fumble before we started. Like it's
0: not only 2011.
1: That game, yeah, that was that was a game where the you know after the Buff fumble, Buff fumble put us up 21-0. We went up 28-0 because they fumbled on the kickoff immediately after, and that little bit returned it. Like that's that's when the Jets were good. That's when the Jets were like okay. That's like one of their last. Good memories is the buff fumble. Like they would they long for those days. So I mean, they're not they're not a threat to us. The Bills, you're like kind of happy they're doing well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, like look at you. You're you're in, the, you're in the playoffs, you're in the AFC Championship game. Like, look, we, we do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like, good for you guys. And then the Dolphins, you just never know where to get year to year. You know what I mean? Some years the are Dolph- going to be good. The Dolphins Some are the team are that scare me
0: the most out of all of them. Like, like, yeah, like throughout worried, the time, I, the Dolphins like. I was, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say throughout the time, throughout time, because obviously there was the Jason Taylor led Dolphins, and then the Ryan Tannehill Dolphins. Depending on the season, were sounded kind of good, and then um, that late season game where we go from playing cold weather to going down to Miami every year feels like a loss. Like that's playing like almost you, you almost pencil that one in. Like Brady okay. played terrible against Miami in those games. Like you penciled it in for a loss.
1: Yeah, it always be a grind because I feel like they're looking ahead to the playoffs or something. I don't yeah, know. It but. was looking even ahead, and then like,
0: the weather changed because they'd get like a, you know, they would get um, obviously out of breath quicker because it's so hot compared to playing in the cold. And it was just like, okay, well, nah. <laughs> but the Dolphins were the only one that really like even scared this, me.
1: Even this year, I thought like the Dolphins were going to be like the kind of the X factor, like between us and and the Bills, really. Like I thought it would be us and the Dolphins. Excuse me, fighting for, um, fighting for like a wild card spot. Man. Like I thought, we'd all thought we'd both be in like that ten to six range. Obviously, yeah. they fell off early season. They're kind of finding their way back right now, though. The Dolphins somehow have an outside shot of making the playoffs right now. Like if they keep it going, their schedule's not too crazy towards the end of the season.
0: You know, they just uh, have to keep they have to keep winning every single week to, to do that. Like I don't think they can really lose more than one more game, and that's a maybe.
1: They got an outside chance. It's not, I don't think it's, I don't think on either end for that last spot, you might be able to get in at nine and eight or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think
0: it'll probably be 10 and seven, but the way people are beating up on everybody, nine and eight could be a possibility.
1: And you might be able to get in at, uh, Shit, less than 500 in the NFC, the way that's going, I mean, you yeah, the, the last team will, know,
0: The last two teams, Will, like, the top five teams right now in the Rams, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, and Cowboys, maybe. But, like, those four teams and then probably the Cowboys are, like, almost locks for the playoffs. And then from there, those last two seeds, like... I think maybe it's going to be the Panthers, possibly the Eagles, because the Eagles have been playing really good football Eagles as of the last good. like four, and they play the Giants this week, so it should be another pencil and win.
1: Eagles look good. Uh, They're playing yeah. very well. Look, Thanksgiving was yesterday, and we still have, I believe, what, six or seven weeks of the season left. Like, that's uh, crazy. Yes. Yep That's insane. That doesn't You we should be – it feels like we're normally what. I mean I guess it's just one extra week but it feels like you normally have like five games from now.
0: Yeah, it just and you, you feel more? already like you feel more definitive in everything at this point. At least for me cuz like yeah. we were talking about rivalries. Uh the AFC North has also had some rivalries with the Steelers, Ravens and the Bengals, Steelers. And True. Like, that, one does, that one does kind of go over that, regardless of players. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, going to yeah. say that one, because I was just thinking about the Vontaze Perfect on uh, Antonio Brown. Like, the Bengals and Steelers had that, and obviously Raven Steelers that's is a always a game. thing because that's awesome. So, yeah, we were just talking about that. But looking now, you don't know who's winning the AFC East. Any team in the AFC North could win that. It's obviously the difference between the Colts and the Titans, and then in the AFC West, all four of those teams can make the playoffs. Like I mean, probably not the Broncos because I don't think they're that great. I mean, their first three wins came against terrible teams, and they were two and five since. But like, there's like fourteen teams. It feels like other than the Texans and Jags and Jets, every other team it feels like could make a playoff push at some I mean, Bronco's point.
1: Broncos got a really good defense. There's only three teams, three teams in the NFL that are sub sub three hundred in points allowed, and that was the Patriots, Bills. And Broncos, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe the Broncos were number one in that category. I can't remember, but yeah. So like, yeah, everyone. There's so much in play. There's still too much in play. I mean, yeah. I feel like this league. I wouldn't be surprised if the league standings look drastically different than like what what's projected today. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that can be left to play. There's so many injuries that can still happen. Uh, it's weird. I feel like you still have another, you know, third of the season left. It's insane. It, it feels weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. I want. I want the sixteen game schedule back. But it is cool to have. If like I said, it still feels like a lot of season. Then we got all kinds of playoff games. We already got extra playoff games. You know, from last year. So we got a ton of football left. A ton of football. And left. I love it. I love it. Love it. Absolutely love it.
0: So I have a question for you because I was talking with Austin today and. One thing had led to another. What? We started talking about Steph, and then that led to talking to Le- about LeBron, and then that led to talking kind of about Mike, and then that led to talking about Kobe. And I, And I was thinking, and I was just thinking about all time. Do you think Bird is better than Kobe all time? Random question. I know we were, just, and it doesn't have to be long on it, but I was just curious.
1: Uh, Better? I mean, it all depends. It all depends, really. You could put, I think after, it's hard to say. If you, anyone out of the top 10, really, you could kind of, I could say even top 12, you could almost scramble that order as long as, as long as Jordan, Kareem, LeBron or Magic, you can even put Magic Like, there's so many you could put in your I top think, two. I think I would all say of those are value. top four.
0: I think like Mike, J- Mike, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, in whatever order you have it, is top four in my personal opinion.
1: Um, I mean, I don't really want to get into because you know, like I said, I kind of hate these topics because it's really like it's what drives. It seems to be what drives like like the first take culture and all that. You know what I mean? Like it's it seems to be going away from it but it's never it's always around the corner where people want to do this with any star so oh yeah for you know. sure
0: i was and i was only because w- i don't like doing like the lebron mike or like where ha- especially the people who are playing i hate doing like wait until their career's done because so much could change but i was only w- wondering about it because i was because for me personally no order I'm, I'm mike lebron magic kareem tim duncan those are five guys who are solidified above them. You could add Bill Russell depending on how you value uh basketball back in the day, or Wilt Chamberlain. But like I was just thinking Bird and Kobe's kinda hard. One uh, and I was just I was just thinking about it. it doesn't have we don't have to, as I said, we don't have to get deep into it, but I was just,
1: yeah, yeah. I was just I mean, curious look, what your idea was I mean, on it. I would say I would say the generation before me would probably, or the the generation that's seen through the eighties, through the nineties, and then like to today's basketball, they would probably say, you know, if you if you you know watch anything to do with Bird or Magic, that they are probably the two most important players outside of Jordan, right? Because like Jordan's like the biggest, and we've said on here, he's like unassailably like the biggest star ever in basketball, of course, really across all sports. You could. You could pretty much say it, right? And, so he's obviously the most important. And people would put Magic and Bird right below him. Like a lot, I've heard people refer to Jordan, Magic, and Bird as like the Holy Trinity. You know what I mean? So, and, I was going to say, you don't state, really
0: get – I mean, you do, but I think Mike is also helped by Magic and Bird because Magic and Bird brought like basketball back to the forefront and then Mike just was like, okay, I'm me, so I'm going to go do what I do.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think – I think that's kind of what, like I saw Stephen A. say uh, because he had a topic about Scottie Pippen because Scottie Pippen's got a crazy book where he's just like taking shots at the dynasty and Mike and everything or whatever. And Stephen A. was kind of respond to that and he's like, let me remind people who Jordan was before the Rings and he was like, this guy was so special and so good that we were right in the middle of, you know, Magic and Bird's primes. Isaiah Thomas too. uh, Yeah, and Isaiah Thomas and like we, you know he became the biggest star out of all that. Like, that doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, you know, to compare that, that would be kind of like what Steph did in the middle of LeBron's reign. Like, he became just as big of a star as LeBron. Like, damn near. You know what I mean? He's about as big of a star as you can be. You know? Like, to the point where you'd say they're they're co-faces of the league at this point. You know what I mean?
0: I think they've been co-faces, honestly, since 2016.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like
0: Because, just because Steph's so relatable, like, obviously LeBron is... Phenomenal like clearly but like Steph and Steph is just so more Such more relatable like I can Strive to be well yeah because like I could strive to be Steph I can't Strive to be LeBron Right because I can strive to cut Shoot work on my dribbling I can do that I can't strive to be 6'8 250 jump 40 inches In the air and be a bull like I can't Do that I'm only 5'9 So
1: (laughs) yeah That's why like that's why Steph and Mike and I'd even throw like Kyrie in this mm-hmm. conversation. Why they're in a conversation by themselves when it comes to just like entertainment. Kobe too. I put Kobe in yes, there too. I like agree. And you know what? Magic and Bird. Magic and Bird would be in there too. And I think that's why Magic and Bird are so you know, we're getting back to Larry Bird, so transcendent is because you can play their highlights anywhere and they're just as spectacular now as they were. When they happen, you know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. plays you don't see. Like what Curry does, what Mike does, what even LeBron. LeBron does it's weird for LeBron's athleticism, his his playmaking's like not as awe-inspiring, maybe as like Bird and Magic. It's not or, as flashy, but Curry, it's
0: you know as I mean? good. I think it's like about as good, but it's not as flashy.
1: And LeBron does like for his athleticism, he does stuff as such a fundamental level like as far as his passing like because he you know he rarely his his thing is and it's a lot like magic magic just did it to a flashy level that's why no one will ever be a better passer than matt johnson was you know lebron can literally lebron never rarely makes a bad play like now more than ever because he's older but like that 2016 like his second capston basically Mm -hmm. like he he would make Damn near the perfect basketball play, even with Miami. Make the perfect basketball play like every time down, whether it was a good shot for himself or his teammates. Uh, you know, Magic's, like I said, the same way, but obviously his, you know, go look at any magic highlight, it's gonna be twenty times the flash. That's why he's Magic Johnson, right? So he's
0: named Magic Bird. for a reason.
1: And you know, Bird, you know, to give Bird his his props of why he was so special, you know, he was the same as Magic, crazy passer, can shoot, shoot as good as you know, anybody, maybe like a Dirk Nowitzki for the modern day era, yeah. right? And talk shit, like was a fucking bad dude, like he was coming for your neck, like he was a lot like Michael Jordan, just looked like his nickname, the hick from French Lick, right? Like that's, all that plays <laughs> into Jesus, it. You know what I mean? White Jesus, like the baddest dude on the court didn't look like it, 6'10", yeah. you know what I mean? Like all that, so you know, Kobe's obviously there, you can put Kobe anywhere too, cause He's got five rings. He's, you know, his one-on-one game's unparalleled, too. You know what I mean? He's up there with Mike and Kyrie, like I said, mm-hmm. one-on-one wide. Um, he's Kobe. Cool. I mean, he's the Mamba, you know? Clutch. Better. I mean, we've said this. Better dunker than MJ, we think. I, you know, I think he's a top three dunker. Um, yeah, honestly, he went
0: anybody. He went for it. Like, Mike... Mike was more, almost Rose in the sense, uh, Rose was more so Mike, let me put it that way, but in the sense of they just hung in they like, their layup package was so nice. Like, you uh, wait? I also want to put in that layup package kind of, like, just such acrobatics, but, like, Kobe went and wanted to jump over you. Like, Mike obviously could. Cool. I'm, we're not saying Mike can't jump over you, like, i.e. Patrick Ewing, i.e. Dikembe Mutombo, like, whomever. But Kobe was ferociously looking for that. Always, it felt like. Yeah, <laughs> not and, that he uh, couldn't do the other, but yeah.
1: One of my favorite Kobe highlights is uh, his left-handed three versus the matrix in the corner. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> how do you even that? That's fucking.
1: That's that's stupid. Even it's like
0: pure. It what kind of what kind of sick
1: what kind of sicko, sicko would think of like, oh, the shot clock's winding down. I'm grabbing a loose ball, towards the bench. Like my back's to the basket. And he's like, I'm gonna put a left-handed three, and then nets it. Like that's, I don't even know how that even crosses your mind, like on the court in the middle of an NBA game. No less, let alone a pickup game. And form
0: looked good. It it. was like okay, he like he you felt like after that, yeah, he could probably be a lefty and average like 15, 18, (laughs) maybe more if he worked on it.
1: That's that's like one thing him and him and Kyrie definitely have in common is like whatever shot is needed, like. Whatever the hardest shot in NBA history is, I'm sure they practiced it to like be yeah. ready for that specific moment. Like it seems that way with their repertoire, honestly. But um, so yeah, I mean, put anybody you want. Really, um, it's not worth arguing because
0: I, I when, it's not. It wasn't even an argument brought it, up for it's me
1: fun for debate. But like, none of it's worth arguing about because it feels like it feels like when people want to debate that stuff, it's not really in appreciation of. Of the legends, you know what I mean? It's usually people try to put down, um, because you know, I don't know certain people from the modern era who maybe not played in maybe today's era, like Akeem Olajuwon, someone like that, they can play anywhere. Like, those people are fight- like that's an alien no matter what, you know. What I mean, you're not gonna find a center who moves like that who can play that sort of defense, and you know, it's just that gifted of an athlete. Like, it doesn't matter 2021. 20, 1920, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, he's going to succeed in the Akeem Olajuwon in many eras. So,
0: i say, with all yeah. the, all, if you're a top 15 to 20 player, even farther stretched out, but definitely your top 20 players, you can't be a top 20 player and not transcend eras. Like you, you, you just can't. You're that good to where, like, obviously, I understand the '80s were more physical. But if you don't think Steph's still gonna pull up from thirty, it doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Like he, like regardless, no one, no one can consistently defend a thirty-foot three. Like I'm sorry, like just, just doesn't happen. Like obviously, LeBron could go back then. Mike could come now. Magic could be now. Magic almost might be better now because of how open the court is, but. My goodness, magic or Bird even today, but yeah, yeah Bird no. would
1: be insane now. He would be,
0: he would, he'd, he'd be, be amazing. He'd, he'd be Brody a better, be. he'd be a little bit better version of Luca, my opinion, because he'd be a little bit better of a rebounder because he averaged ten for his career.
1: <clears throat> he'd be the, a lot like he'd be a mixture between like Dirk and Draymond Marie, is basically what he'd be,
0: <laughs> which is a m- mean mixture. <laughs>
1: exactly like think of that. That's exactly what he'd be, right? So. The weirdest one, and this is the last thing I want to say, you can ask your next question after, the the weirdest one in that group of like top 25, top 30 is John Stockton, because like he, if you watch a highlight, it's the most boring highlight thing ever, he's not, he, all he's doing is like what your fucking high school coach would want every player to do. You know what I mean? Like everything's fundamental and that's kind of the point of it is everything's so damn fundamental and perfect that it works no matter the athleticism. That's why you're like, damn. There's no way he would make it like in any other league, but shit, he played against a lot of athletes in that era. Maybe not from the point guard position as athletic as today, but like not far off. You know what I mean? You he got, like still saw,
0: he still saw Mike and Scotty in the finals and did numbers. Like that that happened. Right? Gary Payton is one of the greatest defenders to ever play the game. He did see him for multiple years. Ron Harper was a really good defender. Like these people were really good defenders and he still was going, Oh yep, there's twenty eight and twenty from John. <laughs> there's sixteen really and twenty two like, from John.
1: It's really weird. And then Tim Duncan's the same thing in a post. Like he looks it looks boring if you watch it, but everything's so perfect and fundamental. That's why it's working against any defense. He's doing it to the, per, you know, could the you, most perfect level you can do. Could you imagine
0: so, him and Stockton on the same team? That'd be like most be pretty, fundamental but perfect team. Like Popovich would have loved it.
1: <laughs> probably would have. Yeah, we're, we're in the pick and roll of that. But uh, yeah, and but I mean, you know, if you ever want to have that argument of like Herbert or anything playing this league, I mean, look, you mentioned Luca. If Luka and Jokic can tear up the league, and they have like, especially Jokic, he has no athletic ability. His ability is his passing and like his mm-hmm. fundamentals and what he knows how to do. Like he's as crafty as you can be. Seven foot that helps obviously, mm-hmm. but like yeah. you know, he's he's basically what Larry Bird would be in this era. It you know, I Bird say, is six nine. That's exactly. What Birds, yeah, Bird six nine six ten. Jokic is a true seven foot six eleven. I guess on some, uh, you know, that's what you do. You know, and Luka. A little more athletic, definitely strong, but, you know, he's not any sort of freak athlete. So he, you know, if those two can make it and carve up this league, especially Luke at this young age, you know, Bird would do the same type of shit. Maybe even better because of the level of shooter yeah, he is. He's so.
0: a better passer than both of them. He's a better shooter than both of them. He may be a better, I th- probably a better rebounder than Doncic, maybe a better rebounder than Jokic. So like if you look at them and they're doing what they're doing, you just would have a little bit better version of both of them. So I think he'd be just fine.
1: <laughs> well, so well, uh, what's your next question?
0: The other question I was thinking about is we've kind of t- talked about it before on here and we've talked about it in general, but I've always, I've never understood it. Is, is losing in the finals of anything worse than not making it? Again, I don't get how it is personally, mentally, but like it always seems to hold more weight if you lose. And if you know, do you understand what I mean?
1: Yeah. If you is losing the first round worse than losing in the finals, um, I would say, I would say the way those guys are wired, those level of athletes, I don't think it matters. I mean, I, you know, if I'm speaking for myself, it hurts, it probably hurts more to lose in the finals. Like, it. Personally, it would yeah. hurt, but because they sure, so
0: close, obviously. And then, yeah. yeah.
1: But I'm sure you know. To them, losing's losing. I mean, yeah, losing's losing. And uh, I actually saw a clip of this. It was Derek Jeter. He got asked that question, basically, like, "What's worse, We're losing the World Series? The Diamondbacks are like having an early out." And he said, "It doesn't fucking matter." Basically, like whether it's the first round, whether it's losing, you know, on the last at bat, you know, losing's losing. It hurts all the same. Mm-hmm. I want to win. Doesn't matter. So I mean, Jeter, Jeter's cut from that same Kobe cloth. Kobe would say that same thing. I'm sure LeBron and Mike would say that same thing. Yeah. We're going on those type of people's staff. All these guys, you know. So I
0: was always, I always you know, just wonder, I- just because like I know, and this is obviously we're not that, but like always the media, like your obviously media, they'll make it seem as if a finals loss on your resume is worse than a first round exit, and I never understood that because it's like that's basically saying. You coming in second place is worse than you coming in eighth or ninth. Essentially, yeah. That's pretty, I've never,
1: I've never really got that from. I've never really got that from basketball media. Surprisingly, I think I've always felt, you know, it was more embarrassing to go out in the first round. You know what I mean? I feel like that gets more of the stuff because, like, I know, I know when, like, like when Kobe when they got bounced, the Lakers got bounced after their repeat. The Mavericks bounced them the year they won. Like, that was the second round, and people were like... It was a sweep, and people were pretty shocked about that and pretty yeah. disappointed
0: about that. Well, Andrew, Bynum, and, uh, Andrew Bynum hated J.J. Barea and tried to take yeah, him out, him in out that there, series. Anyway. It was hilarious. Not, not hilarious, yeah, but, like, why?
1: Right? Yeah. And, uh, and LeBron last year, like, going out on the first round of Phoenix, like...
0: First time he's ever done that.
1: First time he's ever done that. Like, yeah, he was without AD, and he were, there was injury, but at the same time, you... I don't know. You kind of expect LeBron to do a little better than that. You know what I mean? So I mean, it, there is some significance to that, like going out mm-hmm. early. I guess you know. It's just I don't know. Everything's so situational in basketball. Everything's so matchup based, and you know, a lot of the arguments that are surrounded with mainstream basketball, specifically in like mainstream media, not maybe necessarily like. Like, if you're going to watch, if you really want to learn and, like, watch basketball, like, maybe you could do NBA TV. They go a little more in-depth with their yeah. highlights, a little more in-depth with, you know, their analysis of the game. Same with uh, Turner, you know, with uh, with Kenny, EJ, Shaq, and uh, Charles. Like, it's somewhat of a day to take. I mean, we've talked about them on here before, but, you know, and they got Candace Parker up there, too, and Dwayne Wade. Like, you're going to get good analysis. You're going to get good Points of view from former players. You know what I mean. Candace but. Parker
0: had the take of the year. <laughs> What'd
1: you say?
0: Uh, um, well, basically, it was basically the call of the year. She said that Steph was going to go get fifty before he ended up getting fifty.
1: Oh, did she? I didn't yeah, see she that.
0: Um, she tweeted out because obviously they're playing the Hawks, and it was like Steph's not going to go out here and let Trey Young. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but basically, um, no, Chef's not going to let Trey Young come out here and show him up. He's going for fifty tonight to kind of just show who he is. And he ended up going for right. 50. So I was like, all right, Candace, <laughs> he chased him, We did it before the game. And I was like, all right. Yep. <laughs> all right, Candace.
1: Right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man, like the, the, the hot take culture, it's, it's diluted the basketball argument. I agree. I, you know, I hate to discuss that. I really do. But, you know, it matters more probably in the media than it does. To the players themselves, uh, like I said, I'm sure it doesn't matter to them whether it's the first round, last round, championship, you know, off a game winner. Like, it Hurts worse in the finals, I'm sure. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's pretty cut and dry, you know, I'm sure. But, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear other players' perspective on it because that's not something that gets asked a lot. So I'd be interested in hearing other players besides Derek Jeter because that's the only time I've really seen that uh, broken down. It was cool to get his perspective on it, so... Yeah, I would definitely like to have other people's perspective on that.
0: Yeah, same here. That was that. That was just what I was thinking about. It was interesting to think because you always you'll hear it in the media. Because I was I'll hear it in the media, basically saying that like, oh yeah, well he has like LeBron's lost six times in the NBA finals. Like yeah, that's true. But before last year, he never made it out. He had always made it out of the first. Like what? Why? He's, I don't know. Obviously losing six times in the finals is not great because obviously you're playing to win, so a six out of the ten times you're there, you're losing. But as always, I always felt like it was worse for him to lose in the finals than it was for to, for him to lose in game seven for the Celtics in the second round as it's per, portrayed. So that's my question.
1: But, uh, you I got to get out of here. I got dinner soon. Uh, keep great talking to you. It was good what talking you to you guys. What, what do you got going on this weekend for uh, post-Thanksgiving activities?
0: Um, Not a whole lot. Danny works all day tomorrow. I work actually partially on Sunday. Uh, so pro- maybe playing some basketball tomorrow because I played last Saturday. It was actually good. Um, so pro- maybe playing some basketball tomorrow. And other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, tell yep. Nate. Yep. What?
1: Oh, go ahead. Tell me what's I telling on. I was gonna say
0: just tell Nate, Dustin, and possibly Andrew that I said hello, and that hopefully I see them here within the next few months. But just tell them I said hello.
1: You have a do you have a good Danny story for me over these uh, last few months? Is that be something? Man.
0: Honestly, out, off the top of my head, not right now. I honestly nothing's coming to mind. Where's um, Danny at? Uh, she's, uh, so she's at work right now until ah, like 11. Sure. So like, honestly, I, I
1: could have come up with a, I could have got a pretty entertaining story out of it with a minute probably. She yeah, would have pro- said, she would have said some crazy shit.
0: Yeah. But no, um, I actually, I don't have, I'll have to think back and think through and see if I have, but think, I, right now I do you not think have one. Next
1: time. Yeah. You uh, think uh, next time.
0: Right now I do not have one though.
1: And hey, we're getting out of here. I'm running late. Like I always am. So uh I gotta get yeah, to get out of here. So night <laughs> nice talking, to you, nice talking Talk to you as well. we'll be talking about Patriots, Titans, and the blowout that it was. So uh I'll give you my prediction right now. I'll say uh 35 to 6 Patriots. Jesus. Peace. Peace. We're out of here. <laughs> Have, Have a good one. More podcast.